everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and we've got a big show for you guys today. We are going to be talking Thor, Love and Thunder, full spoilers. So if you have not seen this movie yet, head to the theater and check it out. It did really well this weekend. They're projecting $143 million opening weekend domestic. I have a feeling it'll probably be even higher than that once Monday comes out. But because it's such a big movie, because we love these movies here at Comics and Cinema, I've got a very special guest to break down this movie, Resident Thor fanatic, Anthony. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, sir. Hey, yeah, nice poster back there, man. Thanks. I made, I drew it. That's actually a hand drawing. That's incredible. You should, <laughs> you might want to submit that for uh, some <laughs> critique or something. You want to make some money off that. <laughs> Uh, so you, uh, you you got to watch this amazing movie, of course. Obviously, I wouldn't have invited you on if you had. I no, should actually, have I've never seen you it. On. You shouldn't have seen it. And I yeah, I just I just watched the trailer. I figure I could probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what do you think of the movie? <laughs> oh man, I absolutely love this movie. I, I've yeah. been a huge Thor fan since the first one, even with the blonde eyebrows. I don't care. Um, Dark World is terrible, but it is what it is. And then Ragnarok is my number one in the entire MCU. So. I was very, very excited to see this movie. I smiled for two hours. I laughed way more than I should have. And man, I just had a damn good time watching it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, almost identical. I would say that is my review after seeing it a second time. Because when I saw it the first time, I honestly was a little disappointed with it. But only because, and this is like all the credit to Ragnarok. I had watched Ragnarok the night before. And I was just losing my mind. And I looked on my, like my, I rate everything on IMDb and I mm -hmm. hadn't watched Ragnarok. The last time I rated it was in 2018. And so it'd been a little bit since I've seen it. And I was just like, there's nothing wrong with that movie. Like that movie is so funny. Every action sequence, I was like, holy cow, these action sequences are amazing. And I just mm -hmm. kept saying, man, if they just do this again for Love and Thunder, like we're going to be just fine. And they yeah. didn't really do that. And I was, it was it was a mix of that plus I love uh, those two comic book runs which we talked about in our last episode are two of my favorite comic book runs and so same thing there they they told them but they deviated on a lot of things with them and so I could have swore I checked my expectations at the door but I definitely didn't and so as I left my only comment was I need to see this movie again because I was laughing I was having a really good time but I, I had a couple issues with it which we'll dive into but on my second viewing, I was like, man, I love this movie. This, this, uh, it, I couldn't stop thinking about it that night. Like I, all day long, I just kept running some of the jokes back in my mm -hmm. head. And, uh, and then, you know, even watching the movie, all of the jokes hit again. There wasn't, I don't think there was any that I was like, there were a couple overall where I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, not every joke's going to be funny, but all of the funny ones, I laughed even harder the second time just because, like, everything with the goats, the, the yeah. handlers, all <laughs> that stuff. Ah, yeah. Oh, my wife <laughs> lost it when that happened. She's like, "Oh, they've got goats." I was like, "Yeah," they, and they screamed the entire movie. But, uh, but yeah. So uh, glad to hear it. I and I, it sounds like from I think you as well. I, I would not rank this over Ragnarok. Would you say the same thing? Uh, no, I think I ranked Ragnarok like a nine six, and I think I gave Love and Thunder a nine four. That's fair. I think like, like I, very close. I mean, you know it. I guess honestly what it would come down to is how much time I have to watch one. And if it's two hours or less, I would probably put on love and thunder, but if it's more than two hours, it would be Ragnarok. Cause I'm pretty sure Ragnarok's over two hours. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's uh two seventeen, I think if I'm yeah. it's either two seventeen or two twelve. but yeah. And that was the other thing too, was this movie was an hour and 
I, when I couldn't watch it on Disney Plus, so I don't know the exact time, but it was like an hour and 57, I think, which mm-hmm. means it's probably like an hour and 45. Yeah, with probably. Something yeah. like that, uh, which is kind of short. And I, I'm not complaining about it. I love a quick movie, and I definitely felt that the second time going, where I was like, wow, we're here already? Like, oh, okay, we're here we go. We're about to be at the end of this movie. Um, but I think it could have also benefited from a couple more minutes. And I, I say that in terms of, like, there's a couple pieces of, of character development that I think, specifically with, like, Valkyrie, that I, I wish we'd have maybe seen a little more of. And it wouldn't have even then been that big of an ask for, like, just a couple of minutes, like three minutes of extra time for her. Would probably mm-hmm. have done the movie Wonders. Um, so there's, you know, my curiosity was like, well, why did they choose that time? But at the same time, when you're talking theaters, uh, they're going to make more money because of that, because they're going to be churning and burning more right. people through, which is smart. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I didn't really have an issue with the the runtime. I felt like uh, even on a rewatch, like it all happened so fast. And, yes. like, and, and that's good because, you know, you don't have a lot of lulls and you don't have a lot of here and there. But I mean, it definitely could have benefited from, you know, like you said, some more Valkyrie, you know, to expand on her character because she's kind of a big deal. I mean, she's, you know, King Valkyrie. But in this, you only see her doing Old Spice ads and then fighting in her pajamas. Like she's kind of just there, you know, yeah. she but at the same time, you know, how can you put her on the same level as somebody like Jane Foster, you know, the mighty Thor with Thor? And I mean, it, it was you know, a, a tough spot for her, but there's, there's plenty of stuff for her in the future of the MCU for sure. Yeah. That's, a, and that's honestly, that's a really good point to make. I think had Jane not been chosen to be in this movie, I bet we would have gotten a lot more Valkyrie. And if, mm-hmm. if we're sacrificing Valkyrie for anybody, I would be doing it for Jane. So um, right. I think you've changed my opinion a little bit on that too. And I'm, I'm okay with that <laughs> because I think based on the ending of this, and we'll certainly get to there, that'll be probably my most anticipated part of this is going to be talking about what comes next. Uh, I could easily see them doing something with Valkyrie, whether that's a Disney plus series or, um, you know, in the next Thor movie sort of thing. Very excited to, to kind of talk about that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. So then, yeah, let's, let's dive in guys. We're going to, we're doing a deep dive. I took uh, copious notes uh, after the movie. So hopefully I remembered everything and it's all in order. Anthony, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong on your, if anybody's out. curious about the notes, <laughs> this is what he sent me. <laughs> And I, I think I messaged you and I was, I said, I was like, Hey, I'm just going to be taking some notes here real quick. And you were like, can you send those over to me when you're done? I was like, yeah, sure. And I'm just sitting there typing. I hear Lisa. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just typing up some notes right now. And then I looked, I was like, Oh, that's a lot of notes. I think I typed those all up in like 10 minutes. Uh, But that's because like I said, I mean, even getting out, even after the first viewing, like there were vivid quotes in my head that I couldn't get out. There were scenes in my, so it was like very easy to remember, even with one viewing. I feel like you, you'd know most of this movie. There's not like a, I mean, there's a couple blink and you miss it type moments, but for the most part, uh, and to its credit, honestly, uh, it's very standalone. And yeah. yeah, like everything with eternity. And when we'll talk more about it when we get there is huge, but that's it. That's really like the only thing. And I was kind of surprised by that because I think, you know, we'd had a lot of, oh, is Gore going to kill all of the gods from Moon Knight? Are we going to see this, that and the other? And none of that sort of stuff happened. But I think that's a good thing. And, and it was weird. I saw a video on IGN the other day that was saying that they need to figure Marvel needs to figure out phase four and quick. And it was like a 15 minute video of them saying like, oh, by this time, you know, blah, blah, blah. They've released 55 hours of footage for phase four and we still don't really know where it's going. And I'm like, good. 
Like, isn't that what you want, right? I mean, obviously, we would love to know where these people are going. But at the end of the day, the minute we know that, some of that excitement's going to go. And then suddenly we're going to be there and we're going to be wondering, ah, what's next? I feel like Marvel has been taking their time on purpose now because it's like, let's just show them that we can still make standalone movies. We can still make these movies where, yeah, there's a little tease to another MCU project. But for the most part, here it is. Taika, do your magic. Do Literally do whatever you want in this movie, which uh, it felt this movie certainly felt crazier than Ragnarok did. Would you mm -hmm. agree with that? Yeah. Um, I mean, to that point, you know, we're spoiled because we had, yeah. you know, the Infinity Saga, which was 22 films, 22, yep. 23. But I mean, after, you know, the first one, even with that post credit scene in Iron Man, when Nick Fury shows up and says, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative, like, you knew where it was going. It was going to the Avengers. And then at the end of Avengers, like, you knew where it was going. And, you know, Thanos was it. And as soon as they start talking about Infinity Stones, like, you know where it's going. And now, I mean, how many shows and movies have we had? And, like, every movie ends, and it gives you a little tease of where it's going. But then you're still like, but how? Right. And, like, how and, do I know how and why? Each other. Like, when Eternals ends, and you see, you know, Dane Whitman talking to the, the sword, and then you hear Blade's voice, and it's like, Okay, but now what? Like, what's next? Like, as far as I know, I believe Blade has started filming as of, like, 4th of July area. I know that mm -hmm. I had heard it was going to start filming. But, you know, even when this one ends, it's like, okay, but what? what is next? You know, you see the Thor will return, but where and when? Yeah. So, like I mean, we're, we're, we're spoiled, and... You know, you're never going to be able to please everybody. So like you, you're in the, the camp of you're excited because it can go anywhere. You know, Wednesday when Miss Marvel ends, we'll see where that's going to go. But as of now, it seems like, you know, everything is on just one big rope, but it's completely unraveled and all of the strands are going everywhere. And at some point, Marvel will be able to tie all those strands back together, but we just can't see how yet. Yep. And I think there's a there's a huge and I'm loving we everything. I didn't even plan to have this conversation, but I think it's important to have because I think they had to set a specific tone and expectation in the first and the the Infinity Saga because they were untested. Like with Iron Man as an example, right? They needed to show that Avengers Initiative thing at the be at the end, and obviously Kevin wanted to to say, "Hey, we're not messing around. Like we are planning to make this very comic book accurate, and here's your proof of it." And then dropping all those seeds as they go. Well, now they've proved to us that they can do that. So if they did that again, they would just be repeating themselves. Mm -hmm. So at this point, they're like, you know what? It's it's like the the really good restaurant that gives you a very a, just a taste of the food. And they're like, don't worry, we're going to feed you. But like you're going to be very hungry by the time we do. And wouldn't you rather be very hungry before you eat versus just absolutely stuffed to the gills like it does feel sometimes, especially right now, like with whenever there's the movies and the Disney Plus series at the same time. And we've got Comic-Con coming up and there's going to be just an embarrassment of announcements there. Uh, I, I'm appreciating the moment. And again, for this movie, I really appreciated that it was so very standalone because I know we're going to get one of those ones where it's like, Holy, I mean, and they just talked about, I don't know if you've seen this, but they just released the assembled episode. I think you said you hadn't of mm -hmm. uh, uh, multiverse of madness. And they were talking about in that, that this movie is just the beginning of the multiverse. They were like a lot of the stuff we played with here. They're like, yeah, we went really crazy with it, which to those who would disagree, watch the assembled episode. And you'll be like, actually, they really did go pretty crazy. But um, they were like, this is just the start. And they talked about how Dr. Strange is like, they're like, well, he used to be the protector of Earth. Now he's the protector of the multiverse. They literally said, well, we've shown you that there's an Illuminati 
in this other universe. So it's only a matter of time before we get an Illuminati in this one. So like there, all of these things are slowly coming. Uh, we just have to be patient for it. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking yeah. of uh, speaking of patience, uh, this movie opens up and I've got this so first section. I love this too, as I was listening, I guess this is me bragging, but the ballad of Gore, <laughs> it felt like there were so many different ballads being told. And I think that was sort of a theme from this movie of just this, just like your poster, this very eighties rock, uh, just metal. It wasn't even really metal, but more of that like hard rock sort of thing. Tons of guns and roses songs in here, but we open up with the ballad of Gore and uh, talk about a man with patience uh, carrying his sickly daughter, his sickly self, across uh the barren wastelands of what i'm assuming is probably arizona or something like that just really hot <laughs> and, and dry and sandy uh, it could have been tat <laughs> i'm glad it wasn't tatooine but no, it was uh, just it was on the other side of the hill from the first door where uh stanley oh, yeah. when he was trying to get mjolnir out he's on the other side of the hill we just can't see it yeah i think right over the ridge is that that uh, truck stanley was driving yeah just pulling the, pulling the amber <laughs> out um but so we see this is straight from the comics everything about this totally comic accurate his daughter perishes dies uh due to malnourishment it's probably just really really hot and um is praying to his gods to help and i loved that they they showed a lot in a very little amount of time of him saying i'm not just i'm not praying for myself i'm praying for my daughter please protect my daughter she mm -hmm. dies, he buries her, and then he sees this oasis uh, that kind of shows up. And you start hearing the whispers, which I loved that. I was like, ooh, who is this talking? And they kept saying eternity. And I was like, is eternity going to be in this? And then, you know, he shows up in the oasis. And we see Deacon from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> Did not catch it as I was watching it. But when I was watching, I was like, seen that guy before. I was like, mm -hmm. I know it's something Taika Waititi related. Then I was like, oh, that's right. He's the third vampire. So now the only person who hasn't been in one of these is the other vampire. And I always forget what that guy's name is, the one from Flight of the uh, Concords. Jermaine Clement. Yes. Yeah. Jermaine Clements. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, I honestly feel like at this point he probably was like, no, nah, man, I don't want to be a part of these movies. Like, because right. he clearly could have been. I don't think he wants to, which mm -hmm. is fine. That's fair. But yeah, so his giant gods celebrating, eating lavishly, gores kind of feasting as well. And he's like, oh, like, you're my God. Hey, what's up? I'm like the last guy here. And uh, he's like, I don't care about you. Basically, all that humans are good for is sacrificing themselves for the gods. And we see that he killed. Uh, and I saved this, too, because this is straight from the comics. He killed the um, this. It's like some black demon god or something that was carrying a necro sword that we find is what is the weapon that can kill gods. And he has Gore in a chokehold, and Gore has coolest scene of that sword just rising, just out of rising the up to him. Yeah. Oh, stabs him, and he says, um, he says, he was, he says, it feels like a promise when he says, "You've been cursed." And he goes, "It doesn't feel like a curse; it feels like a promise," which I really liked because he said, "Like you promised, you would protect us," but now his promise is the exact opposite to kill all of them. And we do get a message then when he kind of touches the sword to reach eternity. We see the Bifrost. Even at that point, I wasn't really, I had no idea what it meant, but I was like, "Whoa, where's this movie going to go?" Sort of thing. What What did you think of that whole opening scene? Um, I enjoyed it. Um, uh shocker to you well maybe not shocker to you but i've actually read that comic run oh nice um so i i've known a little bit about gore um shout out to our friend of the the show and uh guest uh robert he was the one who told me to to read that um so uh i don't remember a ton of it but i know that isn't that the one where there was three thors 
Yep, it was yeah. like the old man. Okay. So obviously, you know, it differs a little bit from the movie. But uh, you know, I mean, from what I remember of Gore, I mean, you know, the way it was set up in the comics, it was the exact same as they did it on screen. Um now the Necro Sword wasn't that created from Null. Yep. So isn't in the comics there's symbiote? Like yes. it's made of symbiote. But the and this is the interesting thing. We'll see what Marvel decides to do with this because they never make any mention that it isn't or right. that it is. We see shadows and we do see what you could again retcon is like, yeah, those are all symbiote creatures created. Mm -hmm. They don't exactly look like symbiotes, but you could argue they kind of do. Right. Um, but in the comics, it was the same way. The Necro Sword was the Necro Sword, and that came out in 2012. And it wasn't until Donnie Cates's run, which I think was 2018, that he retconned it and said, oh, it's a symbiote. So Marvel may do the exact same thing whenever they get, you know, rights yeah, or whatever it is to come back yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's easy enough to just say, like, oh, yeah. oh, that that black creature right there. Like, yeah, they're, you know, symbiote on them. Yeah. And whatnot. And, and it would also explain, you know, the, the turn that Gore had, which was like immediate, like immediately has the sword and then is immediately like, oh, I'm bad now. Yeah. Well, and you know, I loved how they showed that his skin, like, immediately yeah. went gray it had yeah. a little bit of yellow his eyes start like that was an almost immediate corruption kind of like the dark hold mm -hmm. and yeah and almost you know as fast as he turned gray he turned back to normal at the end too you're right i mean he went from gray to just you know pale basically just pale <laughs> just pasty but, white yeah <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, okay, cool. Um, again, I thought I was like, okay, how are they going to open up this movie? I thought that was the perfect way, set the tone right away that, yeah, it's going to be a little bit silly, but that Gore is not messing around and that he's a very serious character, um, which was cool. And so from there, then we get a real, I really liked the uh, opening credit thing, the the fanfare. Mm -hmm. The It was like a, it just felt like an acoustic guitar of the Avengers theme. Yeah, which was I really liked. And did you catch we got Moon Knight in there? We got a Miss Marvel that we have not seen yet in the show in the fanfare. Did you catch that? I knew Miss Marvel was in it. I think I saw it, but I just assume I had already seen it. I noticed it on the I didn't even catch her on the first time, but on the second time, it was just her and her the costume that they keep advertising, but we haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. Which I'm wondering at that point, then she's got to get that costume in the last episode, or she won't. <laughs> or, but then why? Like, why is everything marketed with that costume if we don't even like that? To me, seems like kind of cheap. But at the same time, I have no idea how she would even get the costume based on where things are at with the show. Right Tony now. Stark. This is just. Gonna, I guess that's fair. From the grave, yeah. He's gonna <laughs> mail it to her. Just ship it overnight. Yeah, he made Peter it way Parker's in advance. Gonna, he knew. Yeah, it was Peter coming. Parker's gonna show up. He made it after he made his suit and uh, Far From Home. Yeah. Oh, on the 3D. Yeah, on the 3D print. That'd be yeah. cool, actually, a scene of her getting that 3D printed. That'd be awesome. Um, so, yeah, from there, though, we open up, and now we're on The Ballad of Thor, which this is essentially the trailer for the movie, uh, which I, again, I, as much as I was like, oh, I've seen all of this already, I've, I a lot of credit to Marvel for, obviously, they showed some bits from the Shadow Realm in the trailer, too, but mm -hmm. most of the trailer was from this opening thing of, the voiceover from Korg talking about the, uh, you know, space Viking. And I love that we got little bits and pieces of everything from all the prior films of how many times Loki has died, all of that stuff, right. uh, yeah. which was, I, I thought was great. I was like, okay, cool. And it was funny too. Uh, at least it was like, so uh, give me a, she said, give me a quick rundown of the movies before it starts. I was like, no, no, there's, I said, Korg does it. Don't worry. She was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, uh, and I it worked when, out fine. When Korg called her uh, Jane Fonda, 
Yeah, and, and Jodie Foster. And Jodie Foster. <laughs> so, not Jane Fonda. Jane Foster. Oh, that's yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, this actually was the um, the the shortest time span in which the trailer was released and the movie came out. You know, usually you'll get a trailer for a movie six months in advance. And this was, I mean, when did we get a trailer? Three months ago? Yeah, it was not and the movie And the movie just came out? I mean... This was, and I know a lot of that is, you know, just delays and whatnot with, you know, the, the state of the world, unfortunately. But yeah, so I actually did not watch any TV spots. I tried to watch as little as possible. You know, I watched those two trailers, you know, the, the, the first one where we didn't see Gore at all, I think. And then the second one when they, they showed him, yeah. um, I watched those two, but then I didn't watch anything else. Like I'd close my eyes. I'd be like, I don't want to see it. You know, I'd scroll through on the feeds on social media and be like, I don't want to see anything else. I already know I'm going to like this movie and I want to see, especially with it being as short as it was. I was like, I don't want to see any more. Yeah. And I was the so. same. I'd only seen the two trailers and avoided everything else. And it felt really good uh, in a mm -hmm. weird way though. Cause I think it was, I, I kept saying to myself the week of, I'm like, why am I not more pumped for this movie? Like I kept forgetting the movie was coming out. Like I'd get to the end of the day and I was like, Oh no way Thor's tomorrow. But I think part of that was helpful because it didn't have me like accidentally clicking on anything. Like I'd see some mention and be like, Nope. All right. Scroll past it. So it's like, I kept just trying to push it out of my mind. It was very interesting, but yeah, way better than the amount of spoilers we got for Dr. Strange. Mm -hmm. uh, we get some great scenes in this opener. Uh, we get Thor riding uh stormbreaker, like a broom. <laughs> that was so, and him just like falling. I was like, Oh, classic gag where he just like, but then he zooms around in the corner. I was like, Oh no way. It's actually like, yeah. a broom. So great with the little, the, uh, the roots sticking out of the front of it too. Yeah. It's been planted so long. Um, what did you think of the guardians of the galaxy? I, I know a lot of people didn't like him in this, but I did because the last time we saw Thor, he was with the guardians of the galaxy. So I feel like we needed them in this to show where he's been, you know, what he's been doing and how he's going to continue on the way he does. Yeah. And you know, it was uh, it was a quick. I mean, they were in it what four minutes, five minutes. Yeah, tops. it wasn't a lot. Like the the best part of all of it was the speech that Star Lord gave to him, and then when Nebula wanted to shoot the goats immediately, I'm gonna put them down. <laughs> and then yeah, Mantis was like, "Me too," and then grabbed another gun. Yeah, and there that I think that to me was the funniest goat moment. Obviously, all the screams were great. But just from him, them giving the goats and they like come out from behind the rock and just start screaming. Yeah. And then the literal next scene is the one goat's face right up to the camera screaming inside the <laughs> ship and everything's getting kicked. And you can't yeah. hear what anybody is saying. on. And like I got mad the first viewing because I was like, did they do this on purpose? Like I can't hear what they're saying. But then the second yeah. time I was like, yeah, that's totally on purpose. And it works so well. Like they're yeah. just pure chaos. Uh, the yeah. definition of Taika Waititi. For sure. And, and even with the speech of, you know, you need to feel kind of shitty, you know, Star-Lord to, to Thor yeah. to, to feel something. And um, I love when they're leaving and Thor's like, you know, take the ship. As, as yeah, a, as yeah, a you can take me. my ship. You can take, take good care of her. And he's like patting her, patting it on the side. And he's like, she's a temperamental old lass. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, my, well, I mean, it's my ship. So I'm, I'm going to take it. But, yeah, and then he's like, all right, yeah, we're leaving. Craglin, just start the ship, please. Like, yeah, Craglin getting great. married. Was oh, terrible. yeah, getting married. Yeah. Craglin, what did I tell you about getting married to someone on every planet we go to? Not to do it. 
<laughs> yeah, it was I cool seeing him. I didn't know he was going to be in it because I don't remember seeing him. They kept mentioning it on something where it was like I kept seeing the Sean Gunn thing. I saw like a Craglin thing, and I was like, I don't remember seeing him in the trailer. Did you notice the bit when he was in the water and he whistled and like a stick went up his nose? <laughs> no. I and I was like, so is that like? Does he not have his air? I don't know. I I agree. I agree with the people who didn't like Guardians. There, I liked seeing them. I mm-hmm. thought they were completely unnecessary. But in retrospect, looking back, I thought it was completely comic booky though that they were there because, like yeah. you said, that's your through line getting you from the last place. Yeah, they're only there for five minutes. They don't do anything really meaningful. But that happens in the comics where it's like, oh, there's Spider Man on the other panel talking to you, and he just cracks a joke and then leaves. Like. Right. I thought that was the coolest thing. Marvel has the ability now to be like, oh, we're just going to bring, what is it, like eight famous actors into this scene for five minutes and then pay yeah. them and make them leave? Like, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I mean, again, going back to the the speech that, you know, Quill and, and Thor have, Thor remembers it, takes it to heart of what he's saying. Yep. Because then later on on the boat, he tells Jane, he goes, I want to feel shitty with you. She's yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And then he's like, eh, no, wait, I'm not saying this right, am I? <laughs> None of this but, is going right. I mean, so in that aspect, you know, if they're not there to have that speech, like I guess you could have somebody else having that speech with him. And then not Ooh, No, I don't think anyone else would be able to give him that speech because Valkyrie is – uh, hasn't had any important relationships to share that we know of, right? Like she wouldn't be able right. to give that speech. She'd be the closest one, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they were necessary in some aspects, but unnecessary in others. So yeah. yeah. Again, but I, again, overall, very welcome that they were there. Yeah. I mean, I love this movie so much that I, I can pick some nitpicks, but I don't want to. Exactly. And that's that to me, that was my lesson coming out of it on the second viewing was I was like, there are things that I don't like about this movie but none of it gets in the way of me liking this movie. Like right. it's all like whatever. Okay, that's fine. I mean, again, it's it's just a movie, and it's still. I, I ended up. Well, actually, we'll talk about our if we have any rankings, and I do have a ranking uh, at the end of this. But okay, um, uh, okay. Well, there's anything else I wanted to touch on this? Just looking at my notes. No, that was it. So from there, uh, they get onto the ship. That's the segue to the next bit. Is and I actually was kind of shocked by this, and you could tell that uh, this is one of those classic get the actor to stare at a blank screen while we uh, superimpose <laughs> tech onto right. it. And he goes, all right, let's take a look at all of the distresses. And it's like clocking up. It's like 1400. Yeah. And he just keeps looking at it. And then he's like, wow, we've got a lot of distress. I'm like, he would have been like, whoa, what's going on? Like, do you not see how many, like he clearly did not know what was on that screen, which right. is fine. But we see a ton of distresses. Apparently everyone's getting butchered. Uh, people are saying, you know, oh, they just needed it to send a message. The God Butcher's here, but we get a glimpse of Sif in a comics accurate Sif costume finally, mm-hmm. um, saying, Thor, I need your help. And so that's what the breakaway is. So Korg and Thor and their goats, uh, Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder, head off to Sif uh, while the Guardians leave and we don't see them again. So um, the next scene that I had on here, though, was the ballad of. Uh, or no, I guess this is still part of it. So the basically just that the God Butcher is killing. So we get to see another really nice comics accurate scene of uh, I think mm-hmm. his name is Falagir. It's either Falagir or Venegir, um that he says in the movie of uh, another giant god that's dead. One of the nicest the gods ground. you'll ever meet. Yeah, the ni- and that's what it, that's what it says in the in the panels too. Is he was like it's one of the nicest gods you'll ever meet, and uh, so he gets down there to Sif. And that honestly, yeah, I wish we could have gotten more Sif, but for the Sif that we got, 
that that delivery line of her saying, "No, Thor, just leave me. I want to die on the field of battle so that I can be welcomed into Valhalla." Um, Sif, um, you have to <laughs> the die battle is in, over. in the battle. Yeah, you have to die like, in. Your arm might be in Valhalla. <laughs> your arm might be in Valhalla, and she gives him this look like, uh, "But so yeah." And then she's, she, she says the same thing, right? Oh, it's the God Butcher, yada, yada, yada. And so he's like, all right, we need to basically we need to get back to Asgard. And so they leave. We then transition over to our other main character, Jane Foster, who we see has cancer now. Um, she's in treatment. I really loved this scene. I liked when she was sitting in the chair and the guys, of course, how convenient the person next to her in cancer treatment is reading her book. Of course. Uh, we, we get a great line there of her saying, have you ever seen Interstellar? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that, that actually explains a lot. Uh, that made me really happy because Interstellar is one of my faves. Um, but what did you think about this whole thing? We also get in here the very quick but also very welcome cameos of Darcy and Selvig, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Again, both of them very fast. But I, I think I had no idea either of them were going to be in this movie. So I was just like, oh, cool. Awesome. We get some some nice little cameos. Uh, but then by the end of it, she uh, hears the call of Mjolnir. So that's that's this scene. What uh, would you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they did a good job of just, you know, quickly telling you, hey, she has cancer. You know, she's in the, the MRI machine. I don't know the mm-hmm. if that's what it is. I yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, and then, you know, her going through the chemo and, like you said, sitting there talking to the guy. And she's like, you like the book? He's like, I wrote it <laughs> and then ruins her own book and rips it out. And oh, the, the, ruin your own I, book. The Eisen, I, what's it? Eisen? The Rosenbridge. Rosenbridge. Now you understand <laughs> what a Rosenbridge is. And uh, yeah, I know uh, Kat Dennings had like denied being in this movie, like denied, denied, denied. And then she just pops up. And I mean, Good it's for easy her. for her. She's in it for what, a minute? Yeah. But I wish we would have gotten something of, yeah, sorry, I've been busy. You know, dealing with the hex and all. Oh yeah. Just or a, like, what if she was still wearing her costume? The, like, circus <laughs> one. Sorry, she, got like, here as quick as I could. Take this off. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of this weird fabric. <laughs> it's just adhered to my skin. I don't know what's happening. Though I think maybe to her credit, though, she probably was like, "Yeah, I don't want to kind of talk about my problems while while uh, Jane is sitting here in this chair getting the." Uh, the, the drip coming into her. But yeah, no, I would have been, I'd have lost my mind. I can't even think of any, except now that they didn't even have a talk. They should have about how she's a doctor now too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, good scene. Uh, like you said, and then, you know, she, she feels the, the call from Mjolnir and then she starts going through the books when she's back at her lab and then, you know, flipping through and then it's like Mjolnir and then it's like healing and all this kind of stuff. So health. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So you knew, and I accidentally. I'm, I'm seeing what they're doing here. I'm connecting the dots. Yeah, okay. I accidentally uh, slipped up, and I told my wife I said something. I was like, "Well, she has cancer," and then she was like, "Who has cancer?" And I was like, "Nobody, nobody has cancer." Oh. <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, you said she." So, and I was like, "I don't think I did. I don't know what you're doing." Like, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yep. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, it's funny though. I feel like before the movie came out we were all talking about like, are they going to do the cancer storyline or not? Like, do we think they're going to actually do it? They had um, to. I, and, and it did. If, if I was watching, it was like, there's no way that it would not have worked had they not done it. Right. Because then why What's is she the there? Why? Yeah, does, exactly. I mean, you know, as my, if you're going to take Gore, the God butcher, and then also have Jane Foster in it, like, 
what are you gonna have her with cancer but then gore's not a god butcher like right <laughs> yeah. he, he's actually just running around trying to save the trees like no this isn't you can't <laughs> deviate lore. yeah you can't deviate too far but yeah this isn't the necro sword it's the lore axe right That's what they'd call it something like that <laughs> Uh, so from there, we, we we flash back to now New Asgard, which has turned into a tourist trap. Uh, we get which I uh, I heard someone talking about this in a video I was watching. Actually, I was I I watched a Thor review on YouTube, and the ad for it was Old Spice, and I was like, "You have got to be kidding!" Me. That's funny. Like they must have planned that. But um, we get we get Infinity Cones. And we also see yeah. a very loose intro to Axel in his room, which, I, again, you don't know it in the first viewing, but in the second viewing, I was like, yep, yep, yep. And I saw on his wall, there's like a purple poster that says the yeah. bad Titan and all this. And the, I don't remember who it was that was saying this, but they're like, why are they wanting this? Like, if the mad Titan came and killed half of your people, but not just for them, right? He killed like almost all of Asgard oh, because right. he got their ship. Why are we making an Infinity Gauntlet themed ice cream store? Why is there a mad type? Like, why are we having posters of this guy? And I get maybe it's like, oh, because Thor cut off his head. But I was like, that's kind of interesting. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, I guess just everyone is just over the fact that everyone's gone for five years because most of them are just very, you know, American in a way. Oh, it is one hundred percent (laughs) American. It's like, it's like what. Two weeks ago with everything that just happened, and then a week later, it's like, oh, it's 4th of July, so everyone loves America. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. Then hey, maybe bring the works. potato salad over. We'll, we'll <laughs> blow some shit up. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Protests going on every day yeah, in the we Capitol. Actually had a, we had a great video of uh, there was a giant fire in my uh, – it was an exact – it was in Aurora. It was like North Aurora. Uh, and the firefighters are literally putting out the fire while fireworks are going off over their head. From people shooting off the fireworks. It was absolutely insane. Nice. Uh, But yes, we get that. We see just like that too, you know, and you could say King Valkyrie is selling out, but to me, this, this felt very noble. She is doing all of these things that are making her absolutely miserable, like old spice ads, boring meetings, Raven mail, uh, which I love that bit uh, meetings that could have been Raven mail. (laughs) And, uh, but she clearly hates all that, but she's doing it for her people, which I, I, they don't really dive into that at all, but it's mm-hmm. clear. It's clear, like as a viewer, you're like she's yeah. she cares about her people, and I really like that. It told a lot in a very short amount of time. Yeah, as she's sitting um, there just playing with her daggers, like she oh yeah, I love that wanting like, to stab somebody. Just... <laughs> uh, but then we also get another. If we like the greatest hits, another uh, play with Matt Damon and Luke, is it Luke Hemsworth? Yes. And yep. And then Melissa McCarthy is Hella revisiting the scene where Thor, uh, where Odin dies, uh, which is pretty funny. We also got Melissa McCarthy's husband as the yep. uh, like stage manager or something he's like in, that. He's in everything she's in. I know. I love that too because they're probably like, Melissa, do you want to be in this? She's like, Yeah, but you know, I'm a two person package. I'm like, right. Yeah, we'll just make him a. We'll have, we'll let him stand next to you on the stage. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, which was funny. I, I I enjoyed it. I loved him spraying his face with the water uh, before he died. And then they were like, what, what does he say? Like costume change or something when all their, their yeah. clothes get ripped off and they're in their cool gear. I love uh, we him. also get Daryl in this one. Yes. Which, did, you, did you watch those, right? The, yes, I did. Oh, yeah. that I was like, no way. But then we actually hear Val say Daryl. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is what that to me was full circle. Because I'm yes. wondering that must mean. Thor was like, hey, you're welcome to stay in Asgard now. You don't have to pay rent. 
Uh, right, because he was a terrible roommate. Yeah, exactly. I love I how he, he used to put Mjolnir on the toilet seat. Yeah, and then what was the one where the Grandmaster came and, and uh, like, dissolved his friend who was playing the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I just watched an interview, and they were talking about how that did, like you said, come full circle with Daryl, you know, the idea to have him in there. Because they were saying when they shot those, they were like, the, you know, we could do whatever we wanted. There were no expectations, the, those little, you know, Marvel one-shot shorts. They're like, we didn't have to do anything. You know, we could literally just do whatever we wanted. You know, there wasn't a, you know, started here, ended here type deal like, you know, most of the movies are. And they were like, and then to be able to have Daryl be in the movie just became full circle. Which yeah. is really and cool. he was super – I love the, how professional he was because, you know, explaining here's the pieces of Mjolnir. They're immovable. Now let's go get some real Asgardian mead. Now it's yeah. like, oh, he's got to be living his best life. Like mm-hmm. they got the flying boats everywhere. And I love that there's like eight cruise ships by the coast right. just chilling. Just, like, yeah. That'd be the spot to go, though. I'd take a cruise up there for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. why they've got that's why they've got the infinity cones because they're yeah. making a bank. I mean, come on! You got six flavors, six different colors. Like, right? You can figure it out. It makes. No I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> uh, but then the final bit of this scene is Jane is part of the group, and she's in the classic Marvel uh, disguise. Yep, the classic Marvel disguise <laughs> with no sunglasses or baseball cap, though, just the hood. Uh, yeah. I like she's got the Converse too. But she, I, I don't know. And this is where I was like, okay. I and we're going to be talking about this very soon about is Jane worthy because this is something I've been putting a lot of thought to in the last day. Um, but this scene I think is important because if it was her needing to pick up the hammer, I feel like she would have gotten in trouble in this scene because you saw there's like five guards. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I'm a guard, yeah. I'm like, what is this lady like? Also, who's she disguising herself from? right like what's the and she's like standing next to it and none of them can see that all of the rocks start to like move i mean i guess if i was the guard I'd be like okay i'm gonna take my break like i'm just gonna go now because right. something's I, about i don't happen. get paid enough for this i don't I know do what's going on enough. yep no it'd be um, like but, scourge but cool and ragnarok scourge and ragnarok when he's supposed to be guarding uh the the bifrost and then he's got the two girls and he's like behold my stuff yeah and then he's got to shake weights like (laughs) yeah yeah that was great but so yeah that's and i guess again we don't see anymore but we assume at this point um we're about to be seeing some more thunder so that takes us to the next scene which is asgard at night gore shows up super super creepy uh Mm -hmm. reminds me of the nun is uh my like the with the the gold eyes and the the hood and just the spookiness of it all and just kind of creeping from point oh. a to b just like there and then you know people walk past and not there and then i i mean i liked his his powers i guess to just be able to kind of disappear or you know just kind of fall into the earth and then just appear he just, like, owns the shadows to. basically so he can yeah. like, travel through shadow which is really cool yeah yeah, yeah there so was he- a um there was a ps3 game that was like that we're basically like <sighs> I'll have to. I mean, was it Shadowrun? No, it can't be. I don't think it was. Shadow no, Run. it was something creepy where like you had tentacles, which kind of remind me of Venom. But you basically like traveled through the shadows. Uh-huh. Like otherwise, like you'd get caught, and then it was. I'd have to look it up. I don't have. I'll Interesting. Yeah, you're gonna. Have it would have been nice up. if I, you know, wrote that down as a note to talk about it. But it's fine. I'm not bringing you back, so it's not that big a deal. Cool. All <laughs> right. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. 
<laughs> Bye, everyone. I'm actually going to kick you right now. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, super scary. I thought the shadow monsters were really scary too. Um, very creepy looking. It was like a mix of some of them looked like insects or spiders, and then other mm -hmm. ones looked like wolves. Um, so I loved that. There's definitely some creativity there. I don't know if that was like Gore's choice or if those are the creatures of the shadow realm. I have no idea. But we get a really great, and this would be our second. We didn't even really talk about it from the first one, but I love that opening fight scene. Um, the one set to Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, oh, man. Thor was just destroying yeah. stuff when he chucks Stormbreaker <laughs> and it just busts through everything. When he's got his legs up against the two different yes. things, he's screaming at them. Uh, <laughs> and then he gets called the God of Destruction because he destroyed their entire temple. Oh uh, and those creatures <laughs> were hilarious, too. They look like owls. They look like owls. Uh yeah, the chicken people. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh I I died when he you know talking about the temple. He goes, Do you want to talk about the temple? We don't want to talk about it. I think we should talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. But if we but were here's to a, talk about but it, but here's a gift, and then it's the goats. They clearly I'm starting to get very want. sad and very angry. <laughs> Take the goats and leave. You could almost tell though that they also didn't want those goats. That they oh no, they like, absolutely did not want those get goats. Get rid of these goats. <laughs> and then he's, they're magnificent. Yeah, like he's absolutely them. in love with the goats. Oh, and then that's when and Korg's got that great line too. And I hear you can get them with a special whistle. <laughs> just like out of nowhere oh you knew about these goats okay but then of course you know can't get the whistle so yeah we get to our second fight this fight was pretty cool only thing that i don't think worked for me was that it was so dark i could yeah. barely see any of the fighting but the bits that i could see were great we got to see valkyrie get some cool kills in her pjs which was a phantom of the opera t-shirt and some yep. like sweat shorts which were great um, and then yeah, there's the uh, the little the lightning, and we see the hammer kind of flying around. And Mjolnir, come here, boy. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, "Who's the new guy?" And she goes, "Oh, you're gonna like the new guy." And then yeah, we see that it's Jane Foster, and she's in the perfect gear. She takes her helmet off immediately. We didn't have to wait eight issues like we did in the comics to find out who it was. Right. Um, and then we get the building just like collapses in the front of them. He's got his big helmet on. Yeah. He's trying to look cool. I love that the helmet gets created and then it, a little more gets extended on top of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we get a great flashback. We get to see everything that we wanted to see between Jane and Thor, their romance, how it worked, and then eventually how it didn't work. We get the uh, reveal of Nick Furry as <laughs> the, uh, the phone number that he has saved. When did he get a cell phone? Right, and where's he been keep? I mean, I guess he kind of didn't he have one in those shorts. Maybe. Isn't there a bit where he's like talking about calling Tony Stark? Maybe, yeah. It's just some, and I, but I feel like even in that one too, I was like, why does Thor have a cell phone? Because I remember, isn't there a line in one of the points where somebody's like, "Oh, we'll call you," and he goes, "I don't have a phone." There, okay, that's something that we'll probably need to talk about. There's a couple of contradictions in this movie, blatant from Ragnarok alone, just from Ragnarok, which surprises me since Taika has full control. I think that's in that one where he goes, uh, no, have you ever heard of an electronic mail or whatever? Yeah. He tells him to send him an email. But then we also get the bit about Korg where he says his mom and her boyfriend, when he's talking about the revolution, Brian brought that up. Yeah. Uh, but apparently all of them are men, so that doesn't work. And then there was another one, too, another thing that was mentioned that was like, wait a second. So I don't know. That's interesting. But yeah, at the same time, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, but really. pick the it might. Oh, no, it might have been the the amount of years that he said, because she goes, how long has it been? Like three, like four, three years, four years, eight years, six months, seven days. And I don't I remember who said it of like, oh, you know, but if you trace this back to this, it's like, just enjoy the movie. It's not 
I maybe they did. Maybe they looked at an exact date, but I I don't right. think so. Dude, don't and we it. don't know if she got blipped or not. J- Good point. Yeah, because to her it could have been three years if she was gone for five. That would have been a really unique opportunity to say it too. If her to be like, well, I was I did dust away for a little bit, sort of thing, or maybe she didn't. I yeah, I mean, question. I don't know. Maybe was she on the end game list of people on the screen? Um, because I, I think so. I'm gonna have to check again because I feel like I think didn't she have a? I thought she did a voice cameo for one of them. For one of what? One of either Infinity War or Endgame. No, they just they uh, used some of the Dark World footage. Oh, okay. That's maybe what that's was. what it was then. Yeah. Um. Okay. Any? Uh, let's see if there's anything else in here that was scary. Uh. Yeah. She. Bro- oh, that she can break apart the hammer into pieces. I loved it. So perfect. Absolutely I loved it. Perfect. it. I mean, it was like that that perfect evolution of you know Thor has Mjolnir, and then. He all of a sudden doesn't. Then he gets this bigger, better weapon with, with Stormbreaker. And then now Mjolnir's back. Well, you don't want to just make it the same thing. It felt very much just like, you know, you power up, you know, weapons in a video game. You know, the exactly. further you get along, you get all these different attributes that you want to add to your weapon and whatnot. And it, it felt like, you know, the next stage that still kept Mjolnir really cool looking, you know, with all the, you know, the lightning and the blue that you could see behind the cracks, but then made it a, a, just a really fresh take on it. So I thought that yeah. was really cool. Absolutely. Uh, just incredible. And I think is this, uh, oh yeah, no, we're in, yeah, we're in this spot right now. So yeah, the, um, got that romance. She's, so here's, here's where we'll talk about it. So Thor tells Mjolnir and I think he's probably had some dream. This was like Halloween night or something, but he says, I need you to promise me that you'll always protect her. And then yes. the Triquetra lights up on the side. And that is not what happens in the comics. And so here's here's my duality on this because I'm still struggling with it. I, at first, was not a fan of this because to me that means Jane wasn't worthy on her own. She needed a man to tell her to like give her special treatment with the hammer, right? Like, Oh, you know, I need to have my boyfriend be the one to protect me sort of thing, which didn't work too well, at least in thinking about it afterwards. I didn't think about it much. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, But then, like I said, okay, well, if she was, what's she going to do? Pick up the hammer in the middle of Asgard. Like, I don't think that would have worked for her to just show up and do it. I think Mjolnir called to her because Thor put that protection on it. So it was almost like a, it's weird to say like a, okay, I'll let it slide sort of thing because we're going to talk about this bit too. When they're on the boat, Thor tells Jane, which I thought was the, and I'm in the same boat as you, man. I love the first Thor movie. That's one of my favorites of that original set of movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, you know, like when we first met you, you made me worthy. And I loved that line. Like I got goosebumps when I heard it. Cause I was just like, she did like as much as we didn't. Oh, there's not a lot of romantic development and all this stuff. Like she kind of helps him. She she's the person that he finds and kind of helps him along with his way to becoming worthy of the hammer. So in a sense, Jane didn't need to be. She already was worthy of lifting the hammer, probably in Thor from that from that uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still was just an interesting choice for them to do the whole like, oh, you need to protect her sort of thing. Um, what do you think about that? though? Yeah. Uh I, I guess I kind of, you know, I didn't think about it in, you know, w- watching it. I'm thinking about it now, but uh, it, it almost seems like, like what you said, um, 
by him saying protect her at all costs was almost the reason why she saw those books and that exactly. she saw the, the health and she saw, um, you know, thought to even seek out Mjolnir because at what point, why would she even think she of that? Have known. So almost just like, a, you know, it, it calling to her was the help that Thor had asked for from Mjolnir of the, the keeping her safe. That's how I'm taking it because I don't want, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole political of, Oh, she can only do it because a man helped her. But like, yeah, I don't think that they even would have thought that. I don't think so either. And I think too, I, I think if she wasn't a good person or someone who was worthy to lift the hammer, I don't mm -hmm. think it would have called to her anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, and it, it's a pretty discerning tool. Like, it's a know. it's an easy line to insert to kind of battle the argument of, well, that's convenient, isn't it? absolutely and it kind of leans to the ridiculousness of taika as well of like this it's a it's a taika ytd joke so right yeah i agree okay all right so, argument argument squashed i like it we're, we're we're busting through the best part of all that was uh them roller skating oh and he's holding the they're yeah. out and it's pulling them along that was the best part yep. of their their relationship <laughs> Uh, okay, and you know, at the end of this bit too, we see that all of the children of Asgard have been taken in the Howl's Moving Castle, uh, little Barnum and Bailey circus <laughs> thing that disappears into the shadows as well, which was uh, kind of creepy. We also get a great line here of them explaining the note. He's like, "Well, so, you know, it's a handwritten note, blah blah blah." Well, <laughs> but you left, and she goes, hey, "All right, folks, we both left, and we both got left, <laughs> and now you're leaving again." <laughs> like oh, i love that gotta have the last word always gotta yep. have the last word mm -hmm. uh that's great so yeah we'll move next one so now it's time to get the kids back i liked that i was not expecting it um it was shocking to me though i was like oh wow like gore is basically just capturing kids now and and i guess that just shows how far he's been corrupted because of how much he loved his daughter but we get that great line too where he's like you know i knew somebody who uh she loved to draw i liked that line when he's mm -hmm. kind of described when he's ripping the head off of that snake. Oh, you liked this a second ago. You're right. That was that was really good. That uh, was... He, he ate up the the screen time. I thought every time that he was on screen, Christian Bale was so like he was just so good. Zany. You know, he turned the he turned the roll down multiple times until his kids talked him into it. Really? Yeah. His and kids they said, like, but once you get in, you gotta make it. sure we're in the movie too. Yeah, well, his okay. So I've out of got my the notes, list, which is upside down. Um, so Chris Hemsworth's son Tristan is the young Thor that is running at the beginning. Okay. Um, his wife is the woman that he's kissing on top of the werewolf. That's right. Yep. Um, his daughter is Gore's daughter, aka Love, and then uh, Portman's I think two kids, Ytd's two kids, and then Bale's son were all kids of Asgard that were kidnapped by Gore. Nice. So basically like everyone, it was like bring your kid to work day for the for most real. part. So it was just like, yeah, bring your kids to work. We, we can, we don't have to pay them and they can be in the movie. <laughs> but how creepy would that be? If you're Christian, if, if your dad is sitting in front of you, you know, breaking the, the neck of a CGI snake, just being creepy as all get out. I'd be like, mm, I don't, I don't know about this, Dad. And he'd be like, "You're, it's your fault that I'm here." <laughs> right. You, you see this makeup I had to put on? This is your fault. 
This is all but, your fault. Yeah, his, his kids talked him into it because I guess he he likes to have a lot of time in between filming movies, and I guess he had three days from when he finished filming it in L.A. to quarantine and get to Australia. Wow. And, and then go about all the, the quarantine process. So his kids talked him into it. So I guess thanks. I've thanks noticed that a lot. I think a lot of people in the MCU would not be here if it wasn't for their kids. Yeah, I know. Um, well, and what's funny is to hear, like, even Chris Hemsworth's kids are like, yeah, you're Thor, cool, I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, I like Captain America. Or I, I like Tony Stark. Like, he's dope. Like, yeah, but your dad's pretty cool, too. Like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you're there, but. <laughs> can't get no can't get no respect yeah um so we then now we get a one of the other best gags of the movie which is the jealous hammers <laughs> and uh this happens three like three times i think in this in this short brief part we get um him like in the hot town hall just like slowly holding his hand out to try and get mjolnir and then stormbreaker <laughs> just comes hey i was just calling for you yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. And then and then from there, he's like, all right, I'm going to go get these kids back. I'll be right back. And he shoots up and then immediately flies back down into that building. And they're like, they, they see him and they're like, oh, my goodness. And he comes and he's like, I couldn't find them. And they're, yeah. like, they're like, when your, your cape's on fire, it'll grow That's back. That's okay. It'll grow back. God, just so funny. And, and then, the, well, even after when he does talk to Axel through the, you know, which is Heimdall's oh, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. And he talks to him through how, whatever they call it. I don't remember. It's like the um, Heimdall's eyes or something. Yeah, and then he's like, see, I'm not here. And he's like waving his hand through him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> he comes back and be like, how are the kids? I mean, they're scared. They're kids in a cage. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. If any of you die, you will go to Valhalla. Right. That's great. <laughs> Warriors of Asgard. That's right, yeah. Oh, and then but we also get the one where he actually does lift Mjolnir afterwards when they make the plan. And uh, he's like, just making sure, and then hands it back, and then Stormbreaker and immediately then just, was right just there. Pans in from just, the side. <laughs> just... I couldn't stop laughing. It was so, and not a bit of dialogue. Like that is that is the masterful Taika Waititi at work. Yes, very much so. Yeah, so great. But yeah, like you said, they, so he uses Axel's eyes to find out that they're in the shadow realm, which is just you know added to the list of realms that exist in the Marvel universe because there are a lot. Um, but then, yeah, they build the goat boat. So we figured we figured that out. They uh, just use one of the ride boats. I, I love I don't know why, but I like love the scene where Valkyrie just lifts one of the rips, one of the chairs, the chairs off of the boat, just throws, throws it off. off. <laughs> and she's like, only the things we need. What that we need. The giant the, thing. Yeah. The, the booze. Yeah. 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 That we need. <laughs> uh, oh, and then this actually we got a, a great uh, scene in this one, too, where Jane we find out so that. I think what we find out, it's not super clear, but essentially Mjolnir is sapping her of her power, which mm -hmm. technically shouldn't be happening because it gives you great health. Uh, so I'm just, I read it. I read it the same as the comics, which is that when she is, you know, using the power of Thor or whatnot, it essentially is wiping her body of all of her cancer treatment because it's like a four. That's what cancer treatment is, right? It's radiation in your body. And mm -hmm. so it basically is cleaning your body out, which is the exact opposite of what you want. And so we get to see, she, you know, she drops the hammer, she gets mad and then smacks the sink and breaks it. And, and Valkyrie <laughs> shows up. And I love that again, just like in Ragnarok too, where she's just like, shows her one sword and then she's got the two knives yeah. and then she's got, what is it? Oh, you've got a grenade. She's like, Nope. Nope. It's it. a Bluetooth oh. speaker. <laughs> oh, that was so good. And then, yeah, just, and then they like, they, they cheers their weapons together, which was great as well. 
they were a great duo. I wish, I mean, we saw a good bit with them together, but again, mm-hmm. I need like I, a series. I think there's going to be more. I think there's going to be a lot of deleted scenes for this. Ooh, good point. You're, yeah, that's a really good point. So from there, their decision is let's go to Omnipotent City to recruit some gods to help our cause to get these kids back. And lo and behold, we are again proven that Gore might be might be right, might have a point, uh, because these gods are jerks. Mm-hmm. But we, we definitely Zeus, and I, I know I got a note in there too. One of I think my favorite line of his was the "So stay, have some wine, have some grape," <laughs> and and uh, don't. He's like, well, now you must stay. Uh, and then his whole thunderbolt and, and doing his little, little dance <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yes, just dancing right when he comes out with his skirt. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, uh, he was eating up those scenes too. I, uh, I, I thought it was a Greek accent. I didn't think it was the best Greek accent, but I was like, I kind of can see what they're going for. Yeah. But everyone else was like, that's not a Greek accent. I'm like, I kind of agree with that too. It's kind of interesting. I wonder. No one gave him notes. No, it's Taika Waititi who's probably like, do whatever you want, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds good. <laughs> Um, okay, but we see here's here's some lists some lists for all of us Easter egg hunters out there, and I I typed these out from uh, IMDb, the Bow God, which was that was one of the bits where I was like, really? Uh, but I I went with it because I love Bow, uh, both the food and the short. But I was just like that took me out of the movie because it, it I was like, is this is that referencing a Pixar movie in a the little movie? animated thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't know what that was. So yeah. I was... I, yeah. I was like, okay, is that. Okay, but it, it worked. It was kind of funny. Uh, but we got Aztec. We got Dionysus. We got uh, Mayan gods, Elchi, Artemis, Minerva, goddess of the dead, and then Jade Mirai, which is that giant samurai guy that uh, he had to get past at that one point. But we also got <laughs> some Celestials, too, which mm-hmm. was really interesting. And I was like, Celestials, though, they kind of look small. I figured they'd be bigger than the place or that maybe they were in charge. I, I guess we still need some more lessons on what the you know, where the celestials kind of fall in the pantheon of things, because technically they're, I guess they are a type of God, but they seem to be the only God that's actually doing anything in terms of actually creating universes and, and destroying mm-hmm. universes. Um, but what did, what did you make of the whole omnipotent city scene? Uh, I mean, it was, it was fun. I loved, you know, when they were sitting there, uh, <laughs> you know, I've got a plan. Well, no, let's talk to him first. And then it was like, can we do my plan now? And then they, they're like, yeah. And then they go and they start attacking everybody. And then Korg's like, you never said go. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, what's, your, what's the signal? Go. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I like seeing the Cronin. Uh, uh, is that, that's what Korg is. Correct. Yep. I love seeing the other Cronin there on the throne of scissors. Yeah. Which was a good uh, Easter egg from, I didn't catch that on my first, I saw the scissors, but I was like, I don't, what does that mean? And then someone said, I'm like, Oh, that's another great joke. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, I'm pretty sure those were scissors. And then afterwards when somebody else said it was, I was like, okay, got it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, just, we all thought that Zeus was going to be a goner. I did not think that Thor was going to be the one to essentially, you know, kill him, even though he didn't really, uh, because you just assume that it was going to be gore. You know, you don't have Russell Crowe in a movie like this and then expect him to be in three movies. But um, so that was a shock when, you know, Thor's the one who just, throws the the lightning bolt through him i did love zeus kind of taunting him like what are you the god of oh the god of sound of mine <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, thunder but just lightning or something like, yeah yeah like, the the sound of my lightning um yeah. <laughs> so that was 
that was pretty cool. You know, I, when he, uh, you know, his tattoo on his back, which was the RIP Loki. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, our friend Ryan posted something earlier that I saw. It has a list of everyone who's passed. It said mother, father, Loki, Heimdall, Tony, and Natasha. Yeah. So he had the list of everyone who's who's passed in his life. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a fun scene. You know, I I thought for sure Korg was a goner, and I like gasped. I'm like ah. And then when he's still talking and then he just picks up his face, like he's just a mask now. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I learned, I've learned to like Korg. And when he died, I, I will, will admit that I did get a little excited just because I was waiting for something like, and that's, that's a nitpick that I have of this as we'll get through it is that nobody dies. Like there's, there's no real death in this movie. Everyone kind of gets away with it. And so when that happened, I was like, that makes sense. Like, but then I didn't realize how much people are fans of Korg. And then when, you know, he started talking, I was like, Oh yeah, of course he's not dead. He's still alive. And now he's just a face. Uh, but it was hilarious when she tied him with her braids to the yeah, back of her head. Like I can watch my six. Yeah. He, yeah. He looks like he's got a little mustache and has to do the little whistle. Uh, that was, I thought that was hilarious. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I was going to say something that I totally lost my train of thought. Was it from the fight? That so that and there we now have our third fight, which is this fight. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say it. So for having Gore the God Butcher, there wasn't much violence in this, no, which I'm really curious to know if. And, and I did hear uh, a rumor that there was a scene shot with Christian Bale and um, Peter Dinklage is he tree? And then I, I also heard there was a scene with. Christian Bale and um, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster, mm. and I'm curious to know if Marvel noticed any backlash from the amount of violence in Doctor Strange Two, because when she absolutely lays waste to the Illuminati and just crushes people and cuts them in half and blows their brains out, you would think you would get some of that from a God Butcher. The only thing right. you really see is him stab that the god at the beginning, and then you don't really see much else. I mean, you, you obviously see some some corpses of that giant creature that he had killed, but yeah, but you never see him do it. Yeah, so I'm I'm surprised at the lack of violence. I and maybe say. that was a piece that I had struggled with too, and I couldn't put it to words. But you're right. I I was expecting. I mean, you see some of it in the. Uh, the message distress signal thing, right? Like there was a couple bodies hanging from things, but again, you're. I was like, oh, so we're gonna be seeing some stuff, and we don't. Really yeah, and we see anything. We didn't. I mean, like he was. It seemed like he was more. Gore was more creepy, in everything that he did than intimidating. If that makes yes. sense. Yeah. That, no, that's a great way of putting it because I was never like intimidated by him. I was just scared. Yeah, and I think are two different things. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, kind of like, uh, you know, the Riddler in Batman versus Bane. Like, the Riddler is, you know, I guess in the last one, he's pretty violent. But, like, Bane is a formidable force. Just, a, an I mean, breaks Batman's back. And the Riddler is like, ah, I got a puzzle for you. Yeah, like, exa exactly. I mean, two yeah. totally different things. So, you know, Thor's definitely seen some some villains that he's gone against, but it's never been anybody that's like, eh, I'm not too worried about him. Speaking of cut scenes, we did not get the gore scene of him going, 
as like all the goo came out of his mouth when he's like doing that creepy smile, the Uncle Fester one that's like yeah. a now. That was not in the movie, nor was the hotly debated one of, oh, there's a third person in that scene that they've CGI'd out. Uh, that was not a scene either. Um, Unless it was the goats. I If it's the same scene that – if we're talking about the same scene, I remember uh, the scene when Korg and Thor are standing there watching the Guardians fly off. Mm-hmm. And then, so that would, I mean, that was in the movie, but that everyone was like, oh, this is obvious. There's a third right, person. Right, like that there was a scene. Was yeah, exactly. Scene. Okay, I thought you were saying there was a scene that. No, yeah, just well, that, that, that there wasn't in the movie. Anything. Okay, okay. Yeah, which again, I don't think it's, it really did kind of look like it in the trailer, though. So those, I don't think those people were wrong to, to try and guess it because it was like, that looks, why are they, like it was framed weird. Yeah, like that looks like Jane should be there or somebody else should be there. That's, yeah. And I had heard that the Grandmaster was in it. So then when the movie ended, and then the credit scenes come up, and the first one didn't have him. I'm like, well, like I wasn't exactly excited because I was like, well, now I know what the third one is. And then he wasn't in it, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I read a, a rumor that that's a good ran point. It. I don't, I, I feel like I thought that too, but there were there were some people that I think we thought were going to be in here, and didn't show up at all. Maybe that was the point. Hey, I'd rather time, that. I'd rather it be us guessing if the Grandmaster is going to be in it than knowing that Professor Xavier is going to be in it. Right. Which I didn't um, so know. from here at the end of this bit, which again was like I thought, but Marvel apparently again that's the thing too, you gotta remember it's comics, no one dies, but uh Zeus is killed and they take his fun thunderbolt and fly off to the shadow realm. And so we get uh another great scene of Thor projecting to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps like going at his nose because Valkyrie <laughs> <put> his <laughs> nose. I thought that was great. And he's like, and this is a lesson why you never meet your heroes because he was so, you know, obsessed with Zeus. But I love that because Axel's like, I'm glad I met mine, uh, which was a great line. But he says, like, we're gonna, we're on our way, we're, we're, we're getting there, we're close. Uh, we get a great conversation between Thor and Jane on the boat, like we were saying earlier, about how you made me worthy. The uh, the do- the space dolphins that uh are is very very beautiful very rare they made for life in, in groups, groups of six, six. <laughs> i but thought we were gonna get space sharks i i, I know i was expecting it to be space sharks. we were gonna get space sharks and we didn't and he's I, a even liar. space whales would have been pretty cool but hey maybe it got cut i'm telling you maybe that that's what everyone said with dr strange too maybe there's a, there was a two and a half hour cut that uh exists out there somewhere and it's just space scenes Galaxy, which would be totally fine to with because that Visually, that was gorgeous. Of just yeah, it was. the the nebulas, and then from there, the uh, there's a quick conversation as well with uh, Korg and Val, which was nice. Uh, just kind of again setting expectations of where they're at. Like I said, I would have loved to have seen something, but we get the explanation that Val's been through some people, uh, isn't really trying to do anything right now. But uh, Korg makes the comment of, "Oh, that's just basically that's why you drink to forget all of that stuff." And she's <laughs> like, "Yeah, something like that." And then we also find out that in uh, Korg's, uh, his species, they uh, they procreate by two of them going into the lava, uh, holding hands for, was it a month? And then at the end of that month, a new baby boy is born. Yeah. Uh, which again, goes back to that thing of like, okay, he said it's two dads. Uh, and then he says it's a baby boy. So my assumption being they're all, the whole species is male. Yet again, in the last one, he said that he had a mom who had a boyfriend. So yeah. I'm not curious. I'm not curious enough to to ask or need any more info on it. But 
we're pointing it out anyway. Uh, yeah. But it was still that that whole bit was still pretty funny. And he's singing that like made up song too about wanting to see your rocks or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Um, oh, and they also we get uh, we get Thor going to Stormbreaker and saying like, "Hey, how about your first beer?" And pours yeah, pours his beer and rubs yeah. his chin a little bit. We're okay, right? <laughs> yeah, we're okay, right? Oh yeah, but that that was the other one where. Uh, he starts playing with uh, Thunderbolt, and all of a sudden, you see the boat shake a little bit. And Stormbreaker, like, did something. Is like, actually, this would look so much better with you, Valkyrie. And like, yeah, <laughs> just insane. Yeah, which all crescendos into them getting to the planet. How uh, how do they get to the planet? Just face planting <laughs> goats right into it. How big was that planet? I I was tricked. I was like, ooh, nice, like, and then just. Ah! And they just hit the farm like oh it's a little tiny planet oh that was great that i was did awesome. love the moment where they all go where did the color go yes as they're approaching and then they say where did the color go and then you get this like real creepy moment and then just goats crashing right into it immediately ah! <laughs> uh and i love to like i don't know how the gravity works but it was like they went head into it and then the boat just sat on the yeah. side like perfectly flat which was great um, yeah, so now we're on a black and white shadow planet where they go to fight Gore. Kids aren't there. He captures all of them and uses their weaknesses against them, I guess. But in, in the end, he stabs Val with the Thunderbolt, uh, which, again, I'm like, no way that she's dead. And then it was like, okay, she's not dead. And then same with Thor. He, like, weakens her, I guess. So she drops her hammer, and so she, now she's kind of weak. And so Thor, and it was funny on the second boon, there's a guy sitting next to me. Come on, let's get back to Asgard. Are you stupid? This is what the guy like yelled out. <laughs> like, why are you? Uh, and then like Gore grabbed onto the hammer and he goes like, of course. I was like, dude, I want to be like, dude, it's a movie. Like, right. we know that that's what's going to happen in a two hour movie. But uh, still creepy. I thought that scene was super scary. The mm-hmm. fight was awesome against those monsters. There was a bit where, Jane goes to get Valkyrie and she's like skidding on her knee as she gets like right next to her. And then there's some great bits where she like explodes a creature with the hammer through the pieces, uh, which was awesome. But I will say, um, and I've heard some people saying, Oh, it's so cool. Whenever they use the magic, that's when the color shows up. Uh, No, whenever they use the magic, like the corner of the Cape is red. I, there was like still no color. And so that's where I was like, so we just had a fight at night and now we've got another fight basically at night that you can't really see anything. Um, and again, it wasn't a bad fight and I enjoyed it a lot more the first time, but I just kept wishing like, where's I was hoping it would have been like a burst of color and then go back to black and white, which yeah. would have been really visually arresting of like he smacks gore and then the whole screen goes color and then goes back to black and white. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Christian Bale on the scene, just, I mean, that's acting. You know, Absolutely. to just to be that creepy, and I mean, he just did a great job. I mean, you could call you couldn't take axe. your eyes off of him in that whole that whole scene. So, I'll call the axe when you call the dentist. <laughs> got him, Thor. We got him. So bad. <laughs> How about the scene though when he's got Stormbreaker and he's just walking and he's got and then the sword comes up out of the ground on the other side and both of the weapons are just being drugged on the ground. As yeah. he's walking, that was so cool. Yeah, because I I think in the trailer you see him with the sword, but you don't see him with the axe. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think. 
or I just made that up. There's a couple cool bits too. I loved when like anything like tracked onto the ground, the ground would kind of burst, but it was like slow-mo gravity as it floated mm-hmm. up, like all yeah. the pieces. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Also, I loved when Jane, you know, figures out that Stormbreaker is the key and just grabs it and throws it into space. Yeah. I thought that was so yeah, I love cool. how he goes, why did you just throw my axe? Yeah. <laughs> why did you do <laughs> oh, it was so good. Um, but yeah, great. Like I said, great fight. Wish it would have been a little brighter, but in terms of, oh, we, all the fights are the same. There's your point of reference of no, they're not like that was a really cool looking fight. Right. Um, and so, yeah. And so from there they land back in Asgard and now everyone's basically down for the count. So Jane is back in the hospital. I don't know why I really liked when the doctor is like, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, Thor. And like puts her arm on his thing. I was just yeah. like, just like a regular old doctor. Like I loved how she just took it completely serious. She was not fangirling over him at all. Right. Um, thought that was great. But yeah, so she's, she's now at the point where if she picks up Mjolnir again, she is going to die. Thor delivers some goodies from a fridge that didn't have a door. Uh, some moron that... built a refrigerator with no door. <laughs> I've got you some goodies. And uh, so, yeah, and then another really sweet scene though, where he says, but, you know, because I, I don't want you to go because I love you. Um, she's like, well, what happened to there being no tomorrow? He's like, well, that's until I realized there may not be until tomorrow. But I like how he was like, I just want I want us to be able to figure things out. Like, I want to be able to help you. And we can't do that if you're just going to die. So I got that. But I got her perspective, too, of like, don't count me out. I know you think I'm just some cool scientist from New Mexico. Uh, <laughs> Natalie Portman. I know we uh, we've been talking a lot about it, but she just she was amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. She did so good. She was having such a fun time. I loved her whole. Uh, I'm thinking of a catchphrase, and she's yeah. like, oh, "I'm still I'm still workshopping it. I'm gonna go check things out." And then she just runs away. Yeah. Was that, that was after she was like, "So do you have a boyfriend or anything?" He's like, uh, "No, no, you should, nah. I'm gonna go look at things and then like just leave." Yeah. Really, <laughs> oh, you still do you still rollerblade? Right. Oh yeah, every oh, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Once you blade, you never fade. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, what does he say? Skate boys for life or something like that. Yeah. So good. Uh, but, yeah, so she's out. Val's also out. She says, I can't fight because then I die, which, again, did she not four scenes ago say that she wanted to die in the heat of battle for Valhalla? Yeah. Maybe but... she didn't want to die because she knows she's going into her own series. That's literally all the tang like my hope is hanging on is that we're just going to get to see her i i i pre-ordered her funko pop man i only pre-ordered hers and go well i pre-ordered all the janes but then hers and gore and now i'm like man should i have even pre-ordered her funko pop because like she was barely in it but she was good she was good i just yeah i've got i've got thor gore and then uh the mighty thor the glow in the dark one oh nice pop in a box i believe did you do the goat boat I did, and I have the goat boat coming. Nice. So they should have a sh- thing in there where you press a button and it screams. I'll make it to where you it should. Screams. That'd be great. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, but so then we, and this was the other thing too that was interesting. They don't explain it. I don't think it needs any explanation, but he just grabs the thunderbolt and like crouches, and then it teleports him straight to where he needs to go, which good for him. I guess maybe it's because he's the god of thunder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, it- Again, yeah, I don't. It's, it didn't take me out of the movie. I was just like, "Oh, that's that. That's convenient. Like, perfect. yeah, it takes you right there." Uh, but that was cool. So we get we get to the. This is like the gates of eternity, basically, and he's kind of 
creating it, I guess, getting to it, but it's this real gore is, and uh, we get to see some great statues. We see the living tribunal, infinity, who is like the opposite of eternity, lady death, a celestial and the watcher, uh, which was nice to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, we're so close to getting um, that live action version. Uh, Little bill as Maya would call it. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, so at this point in time, Gore has kind of planted Stormbreaker into the ground to unlock the gates of eternity. And all the kids are there. So he empowers all of the kids with the power of Thor. I love that bit. Temporarily. It, it felt, yeah, uh, for a limited time only. Uh, <laughs> the power of Thor. But I love that too because he's like, just go grab something. It doesn't matter what it is. And I was like, are you really making these kids go into battle? And then it was like, oh no, they all have the power. That was so good. And they're the all, girl they're that all, had the, the stuffed animal. The stuffed animal. Ah! And then there was another one where she like had a, um, it was like a fairy wand and she just cut somebody in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was brutal. And Axel yeah. was pretty badass too. I mean, he was, he catches Stormbreaker at the end and uses that to bring them all back, all the kids back. I loved that. When they got to that point, he just throws Stormbreaker and the kids are gone. So it's like, all right, they're safe. We do not have to worry about these kids getting hurt anymore. Thank goodness. Right. Um, which was nice. But of course, as Thor's fighting Gore, things do not go well. Uh, and he needs a helping hand, which he gets from Jane. Uh, and he says, no, like, why are you doing this? But she's like, let's just, let's do it. And so they fight. Great fight. I thought that was awesome. I loved the bit where Mjolnir catches the pieces of the Necro Sword into yes. it to try and prevent it from... Because And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. So both of the weapons are the same, that they both can disassemble and then reassemble. But then she just, I guess, did you take it as that she just filled it up with so much lightning that it just broke it? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I did too. Cause I was like, what is she doing? I mean, also like, how did she get there? Like how, how did she know where to go? (laughs) To the center (laughs) of the universe. Right. But again, whatever. I was like, take a left past the, the infinity cones. Right. It's, It's right over there. There's actually a gateway in the back of the infinity cones. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that we take straight to the center of the universe we've never met eternity before um but whatever but yeah so they <laughs> they defeat him at that moment so they get the sword swords done and um oh and we also get i, I noted that down too when she says it's the mighty thor or if you can't say the mighty thor dr jane foster and smash that down that and that reminded me of when thor was saying bring me thanos at the end yeah. of it which was just and then didn't cool. she yell eat this hammer Eat this. Yes, she yes. (laughs) But we still, and we'll get to it. I was going to say, we still don't know her other scene. But we get there. He he saves the day, but just a tad too late. Stormbreaker did open up the door. Gore goes through it, but the other two also end up going in it as well. So they're there. Jane is now in her mortal form. She's dying. uh, And we get some great bits of dialogue here. We get... um, she, he says something like, you know, you can crave revenge or something like this, or but what you crave is love. And he says, like, well, what kind of father would I be, though, if I didn't do this, you know, didn't do what I'm about to do, basically. Mm-hmm. And but then Thor turns around and I love that line where he's like, don't turn your back on me. And he's like, you're going to do whatever you want to do. So just go do it. I'm going to spend the last moments that I have with her. I'm choosing love. I mm-hmm. the way that he said that all was it didn't hit the first time as well because I was still laughing from some spots. But the yeah. second time around, I got emotional watching that scene. I was like, wow, this is yeah. really good stuff. 
And the uh, Infinity grants him his wish, which is to bring his daughter back. But he's nervous. He says, you know, I'm going to, but I'll die. And Jane basically says, like, she won't be alone. And Thor kind of nods. And so he says, you know, protect her. And he says, I will. And so now Thor has lost Jane again uh, as she wisps away to Valhalla. And this daughter of infinity who we're calling love now, I don't think we've actually gotten a, a name unless it's going to be love um, as the new surrogate father, which is pretty exciting. Uncle mm -hmm. Thor. What'd yeah. you think of that final scene? Um, I thought it was, you know, a lot of people are, are complaining that the Gore's turn was way too easy for him to just be like, I want to call the gods to, all right, I guess I won't. I'll just bring my daughter back and then, make her watch me die um but yeah i mean the he the didn't scene... have the sword anymore though yeah right i mean but, wanda, but, yeah. wanda chose a good path after she wasn't corrupted by the dark world anymore yeah. either i mean once that corruption's done i think he maybe saw things a little more clearly afterwards yeah i mean as soon as he went pale again and not uh cosplaying as voldemort um <laughs> yes uh but yeah i mean i thought you know, just God, Thor has lost everybody. <laughs> like yeah. the guy cannot catch a break. No. But at the same time, when you knew, you know, when this movie started with, you know, Jane having cancer, you knew she wasn't going to make it out. You, you knew that it was going to set up to where she saves him and then sacrifices herself. And I mean, you just, I don't want to say cookie cutter story, but I mean, you knew that was going to happen. That wasn't a surprise to yeah. a lot of people. I would imagine that that had any knowledge of this going into it, but. Um, you know, I thought, like you said, her calling him Uncle Thor. Uh, I loved her, and and I I get this from my own kids where she's like, I'm wearing these slippers. And he goes, No, you're not. She goes, Yes, I am. He goes, I don't want to hear about you complaining about your feet hurting later, and then only to come to find out that they were like going out to like train and like a battle of something. But I'm like, No, that's literally my kid who's like, I'm gonna wear tennis shoes and a raincoat. And yeah, it. let me. I love it's, dressing myself. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just put your shoes on. You're not wearing yeah. slippers to Target. What are you doing? Uh, but we get the bit too of the uh, go to hell demon, and then she busts the hole in the pan. He's like, great, brand new, ruined. <laughs> love that. Oh, that was funny. I forgot about that part. Um, yeah, and again, with this being narrated by Korg, who is a full person again or full Cronin again. Um, and when he finally says, you know, this was the story of love and thunder. You're like, now I understand. Yeah, that was really cool. Now I get it. You know? Yeah. You could just say, you know, Spider-Man far from home, no way home. Like, Oh, it's cause he's far away from home or, Oh, cause there's going to be no way home for the multiverse. But then the, for them to be like, no, this is love. And then thunder is like, Oh, Great Got reveal. It. And I, I did not guess that at all. And, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, why is it called Love and Thunder? And so when he said that, I was like, that's perfect. That's a perfect description. And right. she can hold Stormbreaker. How crazy is that? Yeah. Because then he has Mjolnir back, right? Uh, Yes. He has Mjolnir and she has Stormbreaker. Crazy. Yeah. So. Love that. Love that. And uh, so from there... We uh, that's the movie, and so then we get we've got two post credit scenes. We've got the first one, which is a reveal that Brett Goldstein, Mr. Roy Kent himself, is playing Hercules, 
very pleased with that decision. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that? I was, I was like giddy because I'm a huge Ted Lasso fan. I knew our friend Brian was going to be just over the moon. Uh, I don't know how many, if this was a big spoiler out there, I'm sure it was, uh, just as, you know, with anything else, but, um, this was completely, I mean, just like, uh, Charlize Theron is Clea in Dr. Strange. Like I didn't know she was going to be in it. I didn't know Brett Goldstein was going to be in it. Uh, A lot of people wanted Henry Cavill. I That's Hercules. Yeah, it's Hercules from Superman to Hercules. Um, but you know, Brett Goldstein, I, I don't want to say Marvel's jumping on the the hot streak of, you know, getting these, you know, I mean he's huge. I didn't know him from anything until Ted Lasso came out. Um, but that's all he's been in. Oh, well then that would explain why I didn't Yeah, know he's I because I was like, I swear I've seen him before. And I looked him up and he's I there's nothing else I've seen him in. Oh, okay. Well, um, so yeah, I mean that should be exciting. I do know at one point Hercules was an Avenger. Oh yeah, yeah. Hercules um, is big in the comics. I don't know. I know you know. There's theories that this is going to be you know superheroes versus the gods. I think this is just going to end up being Hercules. That's going to be like you know what you guys are are kind of right. Zeus is kind of a jerk. Yep. Um, and then just join in. But I mean the the world's the the world and the MCU is just getting bigger and bigger. Again, you're like what? How? Like how? <laughs> What's happening? Right. I mean, to think that we've got, you know, even just from from phase four, who they've introduced of Clea, now Hercules, um, you know, Miss Marvel, uh, uh, Eros and Eternals. Yep. Like there's so many characters they're introducing now and Blade and Dane Whitman is the, the Black Knight. So, I mean, there's so much. And it's just it. It's never going to end. Let's face it. It's never going to end. And do we want it to, to be honest? No. I think we like the whole continuity of it all. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm super excited. I'm really happy with that. I think based on, again, only seeing him in Ted Lasso, he's the perfect Hercules for being very saucy and mean, but he also has a really sweet side too. Uh, and I, I felt the same way. Like They both have dad. That's one of the things they always joke about in the comics is like, oh, yeah, your dad, pff, my dad. <laughs> both of them have really bad fathers and so i feel like that'll be an instant connection for them yeah um so we'll see how that goes and then we get the final scene which again if <laughs> if you were thinking that jane was the only one who went through this movie dead uh not not the case uh, dying is i guess as Imhotep would say death is only the beginning because she now shows up at the gates of valhalla to be welcomed by heimdall Straight, straight from the comics, though, in the comics, a very different story plays out. Um, she comes back. Like, yeah, she's the not there for issue. long. She, the same issue she goes to Valhalla is the same issue she comes back, which is a mix of her not wanting to leave. Uh, she says, like, I still have more story to tell. And then Thor and Odin help her come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then basically the, her story in the comics from there, she just goes to get treatment for for real now. Like, she's not going to be Thor anymore. And so she goes through that and then eventually happens to become Thor again when, you know, she's needed most. And then she becomes a Valkyrie. And uh, that story was really cool too. But mm-hmm. I, I, I loved this in the sense of like, it, I loved it both ways. I loved if this is the last we see of her, does the perfect coda to this movie of like knowing that'd be like watching a movie and seeing someone die in the last scene being that they go to heaven. Right. Like, mm-hmm. 
so cool. But at the same time, because it's comics, if this is a scene saying we're going to see her again, that's just as great. So I'm honestly, I'm cool either way they go with it. Yeah, I don't think we'll see her again. I just, I mean, because Natalie Portman. Yeah, I heard she worked out every day for ten months to do this, and I don't know if she wants to keep doing that. I mean, Man. not she doesn't necessarily have to, you know, with with CGI and everything. But I mean, she was a beast in this. As, oh, absolutely. As the Mighty Thor. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, she said she was done, and I wonder if this was just a, hey, you get to work with Taika, and we're gonna round out your story. Um, I like that we got to see Heimdall again, you know, as uh, our friend Sarah had, we were talking and she said that, you know, the, the details that Taika, you know, put in this movie is that we finally got to say goodbye to Heimdall because we didn't, we just watched him die and then he was gone. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that was cool to see him again. Uh, I wish the scenes were flip-flopped, if that makes any sense. I wish we got the Hercules reveal at the end and then Jane, but yeah, in a way, isn't it funny though? Both credit scenes undermine deaths in the movie. Yes. Pretty. Ironic. Yeah. Because nobody really dies. No, I mean, yeah, I know that's so just too funny. So yeah, like I said though, where, where do we go from here? Because I, after while I was watching assembled, I was just like, how have we not talked about this? That, um, Taika, has essentially created the new Thor, right? From mm -hmm. from Ragnarok. And yeah, it completely me, broke the mold of Thor. To me, that's Thor 1 now. And so now we've gotten Thor 2. I was like, how are we not talking now about like what is the third movie going to be of this Thor trilogy? Uh, if they choose to do that, but I totally think they could. There's enough in here of like really rounding out like what Thor, who Thor is. Cause now we've got like that first movie broke him down to, to just being by himself. And I think I, I, it's so funny. I messaged you about it. I haven't even talked about it, but I'd said, so Thor, Thor starts out as like a Shakespearean drama in that first movie. He's got a giant supporting cast. He's got a love interest, all the classic tropes, but then Ragnarok throws all that out the window, kills mm -hmm. all the side characters. Uh, we get the whole, Oh, it's a mutual dumping with Jane. Like we don't even see that she's dumped because again, for that movie didn't matter. It's just Thor's right. by himself. Now he's single. But then this movie is like, okay, who really does matter to Thor? Who can be in his life? Who does he want to be in his life? And unfortunately, again, you know, he chooses Jane in the sense that she's gone again. But um, I think there's some valuable lessons there, especially now with love. So I could see this third movie really exploring what it means to be a father uh, you know, maybe him trying to work on some of the mistakes that he feels his father made, uh, which I think you could easily make a movie about, especially tying in the theme of his father with hit with Hercules's father of having mm -hmm. this whole, you know, thing about fathers, uh, which would be very similar, I guess, to guardians too, but you could make it a little bit different, I guess. Better. Um, any thoughts from you though, on what maybe they'd go with it? I don't, that's like all I have. I really don't know. They they're so, yeah, we'll, I, we'll do whatever we want sort of thing. I don't know. I mean, you know, we got the classic Marvel end, end scene of Thor will return. Yes. Um, which would – would that tie him with Downey for appearances? He's at eight. I thought Downey was at nine. Maybe. I mean, he's now broken the record of solo movie appearances. Yeah. That's good for him. Oh, yeah. I would never – you'd asked me that back in 2011 – I would have probably said it'd be Iron Man, but I'd I would have said I wished it was Thor. So we're li we're living in a good time. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know where they're gonna go from here. Uh, again, at the same time, we don't know where the MCU is going from here. So 
yeah. we can do is sit back and wait. Yeah, I'll be excited to see if they announce anything for Comic-Con because you would think with this and with Doctor Strange being in the process of same story of of there's a it's a if you're doing a trilogy, there's one more movie to tell. Mm -hmm. And so with both of those movies doing really well at the box office, when do you announce that there's going to be a sequel? So right. And, and Taika's doing Star, a Star Wars movie, which yep. I believe the next movie in the Star Wars universe is going to be Taika's. Um, did you hear he asked Natalie Portman to be in it? Yeah, he was like, have you ever been in a Star Wars movie? Because he forgot she was in the prequel series. Pretty Man, important. If I was her, I'd be too. like, uh, I'm good. I think I'm good. That'd be so funny if she was like, sure, I'll be in it. And then like, see how far. See, yeah, see how far they let her be like, what? <laughs> yeah, she gets to Lucas Ranch and they're like, or Skywalker Ranch. They're like, uh, what are you doing here? We banned you. Right. <laughs> we ban all prior actors because of the secrets on, on the ranch. <laughs> um, okay, so with that said, before we wrap up, I'm going to see if I hit. The, so the issues that I had, and again, I didn't have a lot, but <clears throat> I said the pacing was a little off. Like I said, it felt like it was moving really quickly. They could have probably taken a couple minutes to develop. Uh, definitely Valkyrie a little more, maybe Gore just a little more. But again, I'm happy with the way that we got it. I'm not even really complaining. The Fear of Death, we talked about that. Too many Guns N' Roses songs. Uh, I'll stand by that. We heard one of them twice in the movie. And the, you can argue we heard uh, the Immigrant song twice in Ragnarok. But that song just hit so perfectly in those mm -hmm. moments. Whereas these Guns N' Roses songs all sounded the same. And I was like, wait, was it Sweet Child of Mine? Or was it Welcome to the Jungle or Paradise City? Uh, but I also heard that Taika really likes those songs, mm -hmm. which again is not, I mean, it's an explanation. I don't know if it's a good excuse uh, because at the same time, Axel was Axel plus he's wearing right. a Guns N' Roses shirt. So it was like, how much Guns N' Roses are you wanting in this? But again, I think that's probably a small nitpick. And then the other one being, as it always happens, is the comedy took away from the emotion just a little bit too. There are some spots where I probably would have felt something a little more if I wasn't too busy laughing so hard. Yeah, the only one that that got me on that aspect of it was when Gore has all of them tied up and says, "Call the axe," and then Thor immediately comes back with, "I will after you call Dennis." Like I laughed, but then I'm like, "Man!" Like Christian Bale was like in, in just a, a mood, just on a roll, and then it. And but I guess at the same time, like this is the character that Thor is now, where he just has the quips, where he just immediately sarcastic comments come flying out of his mouth, which again is fine. You know, I love the character and I love the direction he's gone, but that was the only time that I really felt that way as far as the humor went. Uh, as far as nitpicks, I don't really have anything. Again, you know, I, I went into this movie with pretty high expectations because of how much I love Ragnarok, but I tried to put those aside when I finally started to watch it. Yeah. And again, I just, I smiled and laughed for two hours and went to the movies and saw it on the big screen and, and, and had that cinematic experience, which is what I like to do with the MCU and anything else I can. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, again, I don't want to search for nitpicks other than, oh, well, that's oh, yeah. all convenient. Well, but it's a movie about space pirates. Yeah, like how complicated do you want it? Right. Especially when it's only two hours and we're in July. Like this is your summer blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, you definitely are going to have – movies in the mcu that touch on heavier subjects and you know the the themes of falcon and winter soldier and you know just the the, the hard-hitting questions of of life but this isn't that movie no and it, <laughs> that, it's that, very early on like this is not what we're trying to be either right 
Nice. Well, yeah, yeah. so you know, overall, again, love this one. I can't wait to watch it again. Ranking-wise, my rankings are always changing, but I put it as my number 10 MCU movie. Uh, give it a 9 out of 10. It would probably be top 10 for me as well. I don't yeah. have my rankings. I can't. I mean, I know I did a show on it, so I guess I could go back and, <laughs> and see what those rankings were, but I feel like this is definitely breaking top 10 for me. Oh, yeah. And it's easily probably one of the most rewatchable, I would say, too, of mm-hmm. them, just because I feel like you could put this on at any time, at any point in the movie. Exactly. And you're just going to be entertained because, yeah. again, you're not trying to follow the plot. It's more of like, oh, here comes another really good joke. Right. Like, you can't turn Thor Dark World on halfway through and be like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Also, Even don't ever don't more. ever turn it on ever. <laughs> I like Thor the Dark World, uh, I, but it is one of my least favorites of the entire. It's second to least of the whole MCU, so it's still there. But I still yeah. like it. Well, awesome, Anthony. Thank you so much for taking this trip with me. This was really fun. I'm glad we got to uh, spill all the beans about Thor. Yeah. Was, thanks for having me. I, uh, I. I was going to see it again this Wednesday. Schedule is not going to permit it. So hopefully the following week I'll be able to go see it again and just nice. laugh, just laugh yeah. at those goats. I know. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, what the rewatchability is for others too. Like how well this movie does in its second weekend and, mm-hmm. and all of that, or if it's, if it's top heavy, but we will see, and we will let you guys know as we uh, continue to give you guys the best that we can here on comics and cinema. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you at the movies. <laughs>